0: I'm Janet Nope, And I'm Andrea Dillon. We are a mother-daughter CPA firm serving the United States business community with tax preparation services, tax planning, tax resolution, assurance and audits, and CFO outsourcing and consulting.
1: Thank you for listening to the WOW podcast, Words of Wealth from CPAs of Florida. Learn more at cpasofflorida.com or call us at 239-936-6144.
0: Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening in today. This is Andrea Dillon and I've got Lisa Litaki with me here again. She's our in-house QuickBooks wizard and accounting pro. And today we're going to talk about the top five, um, for lack of a better word, the top five mistakes that we fix a lot or we train a lot on clients or prospects in their QuickBooks, the so things that people screw up in their QuickBooks and then they call us for help on. So. I'm going to introduce each one of the five and then Lisa's going to share her magic on what she sees and how to fix it or whatever it is you need to know about them. So listen in because this is going to be a very informative and something that we we deal with on a daily basis because so many people use QuickBooks. So here we go. Number one, number one of five, make sure to enter all your information into QuickBooks on a regular basis. Lisa, why is that important? (laughs)
1: Well, first off, how are you? Uh, (laughs) If you enter it on a regular basis, you're going to remember exactly what the charge was for. Um, If you do it in a lump sum at an end of the month, you're not gonna remember what that $250 charge was exactly for. So that way, if you do it on a regular basis, then you would know and it would go to the correct expense.
0: So how often do you see people come in that i know you mentioned you know weekly would be great monthly is you know still possible to forget things how often do you see where people only do it like once a year when the year is done and they're getting ready for their taxes we
1: see that quite often
0: (laughs) so then on my side so the issue we then have is let's take amazon for example If you bought something let's say you're doing your quickbooks once a year because you got behind and then you got further behind and then it was just this overwhelming thing and you just didn't jump into it until you absolutely had to in like january because you're trying to get your taxes ready for the prior year so now let's say lisa gives you a call and says hey i see that you bought something from amazon january of now last year for thirteen hundred dollars. What was that? Lisa, would you know what that was from a year and a half ago? A year I ago? Would absolutely not. And <laughs>
1: nor do most of our friends. Yes.
0: You can literally buy like anything on Amazon. I'm using that as an example, but I mean Walmart, Target, Office Depot, Best Buy, um, Oh my gosh there's a zillion different places you could buy things from and you you just you don't remember we're not that good so so doing it regularly whether it's weekly which would be fantastic if you can't commit to weekly but you can commit to monthly that's still a whole lot better you'll still likely be able to remember a lot of it and then that'll keep your books really accurate because every time you guess and you say well gosh i don't know what that is it must be blank you are either over over like overdoing your profit or underdoing it, which means you are either paying too much in taxes or not enough because you had to guess on something. Number two, misusing the undeposited funds. Um, Lisa, can you share what that is and then what you mean by that?
1: Absolutely. So in QuickBooks, when you receive a payment from a customer, client, patient, whatever, whatever QuickBooks you're using it for. Um, You apply it to an invoice, and then that payment goes to what QuickBooks calls undeposited funds. In the office world, it's like receiving a check and putting it in the drawer. You don't run to the bank every, every minute you get a check. So you put it in the drawer, and at the end of the day, you pull out 10, 20 checks, whatever you have. So that would be going to undeposited funds. So all your payments for the day or for the week, however you make your deposits, sit in that undeposited funds. And then when you're ready to take it to the bank, you go out to undeposited funds and make a deposit. 90% of everybody who does QuickBooks does the undeposited funds. And then when they download from the bank and they have a deposit of $10,000, they put it to sales or to information or whatever your business is your income account your your income account sorry and (laughs) so then at the end of the month you now have double revenue and you're like wait a minute something's not right (laughs) so that's what happens and most of the time we have to go out and fix that
0: how big of a fix is it when you have to go in and fix it? It is, um,
1: you have to <laughs> unreconcile or you have to do a journal entry, which in our world we don't like to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lisa doesn't like to do that. Let's be clear. She wants to do QuickBooks correct. On the, on the tax side, we just want everything to be right. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, in all seriousness, so it, that is a big deal because if you're either A, doing your taxes yourself or B, your tax professional is not super on the ball it's very possible that they just use the numbers you give them so if the numbers that you give them or if you're doing it yourself so you're using the numbers you you gave yourself you could be doubling or it might not be quite double depending on how it works but you're overstating your income which means your profit is too high which means you're paying way too much money in tax so this is actually it's there's a lot to it and if this is you if you're looking at you'd find it on your balance sheet which is probably not a report you look at a whole heck of a lot. Most people are more concerned with their profit and loss. But if you look at your balance sheet and you see an undeposited funds account and it's got a really big number in it, um, you should call for help. So whether that's us or whoever your bookkeeper is or your accountant or whatever, whoever is helping you and if nobody is helping you, call us. But um, that could be a problem and it's a problem that could 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 be costing you a lot of money. So it's kind of a... Not a quick podcast dive into it, but look for the undeposited funds. If you see it, get help. Yes. (laughs) All right. So number one was make sure you're entering your information regularly. Number two was using your undeposited funds incorrectly. Number three, not reconciling their bank accounts in QuickBooks because they think downloading the transactions is the last step.
1: Absolutely. So with QuickBooks Online, you're connected to the bank, and it downloads all your transactions. And which,
0: desktop, by the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> and desktop.
1: And makes it awesome. There, all your transactions are there. You add them in, and then a lot of clients think that's it, and they'll tell me, "Oh no, our banks are reconciled." But I'll go out there and look, and go, "Now you haven't reconciled since a ever. year." Ago, yeah. Ever. <laughs> So when you download the bank accounts, then you must take your bank statement that you get from the bank and go out and reconcile, which makes your QuickBooks and your bank account reconciled and balanced.
0: So what is, so somebody who, who did not know that they were supposed to be doing this, you'll see a, a spot in QuickBooks, by the way, to reconcile, you've, you know, you've just probably never clicked on it before, um, How do they do it? Like, what is, in a very top level, what what are you doing when you reconcile? So you're taking your bank statement that you've gotten
1: in the mail. You're going to hit the reconcile button, which is going to give you a beginning balance, just like on your bank statement. You have your beginning balance and your ending balance and then the date. So then it will take all those transactions for that date.
0: Everything that's been downloaded into your QuickBooks. And it'll put it out there and you go out and you check
1: your deposits. Every single one. Every single one. (laughs) and it'll give you so on your bank statement if it's ten thousand dollars is your deposit then in quickbooks you should see deposits of ten thousand dollars then for your checks and your withdrawals, whatever the amount is you should see that that matches your bank statement and you should get a nice big zero that says your account has been matched then you can reconcile if it's not zero don't reconcile it because quickbooks will make it um it'll make it an un- I think it says um, Reconciliation discrepancy Reconciliation discrepancy, yes, there you go. And that is not a good a good number to have in your QuickBooks. So what
0: it's what it's really doing top level is it's saying, Okay, and you're gonna have to put in your ending balance and then say there's ten thousand dollars in between it. Your bank account started at this month and it ended at $11,000 this month obviously that's a $10,000 difference so as you're checking everything off it's either increasing or decreasing that difference so that's what she's talking about when she's saying when you're done because everything that's in there should be from your bank statement so logically speaking if you check every single thing off it should match so matching means zero means the difference between what you're saying and what or what your bank statement says and what QuickBooks says for that month end balance in your bank account if they agree then the reconciliation like the difference will be zero because that means everything in your bank statement is in quickbooks you verified that you're all good if there is a number there that means there's a problem that means that quickbooks sees something that your bank statement doesn't see or vice versa and you have to find it. So, that's where it gets messy. And if what she's if you don't find it, QuickBooks will just create this account and stick it there and then your accountant or your tax pro is going to be calling you at some point and saying, "Hey, we got to fix this." <laughs> yes. All right, so number that was number three, is not reconciling their bank account. By the way, you reconcile lots of things. You reconcile bank accounts. You reconcile credit cards. Um, I guess if you want to be really fancy, you could probably reconcile loan accounts we, we, too, yep, right? Absolutely. Yep. But the bank accounts and credit cards are really the biggies. Um, number four, deleting transactions out of QuickBooks that have been reconciled.
1: So QuickBooks gives you this nice little warning that says, if you're trying to delete something, and it'll say, Hey, this is a reconciled transaction. Are you sure? So you always want to re, you always want to look at it and see. If you're just changing a class or um, an account, then you're okay to do that. But if you are changing a number and or you are changing from what account it went to, then you don't want to do it. You want to either go out and make sure that it really needs to be done or otherwise you have to do a journal entry because if you change it and delete it then your reconciliations are going to be off and when you go to reconcile <laughs> which is very important you're going to come up with a number that's going to get come up in red and say your beginning balance is off not ready to reconcile
0: and you're going to have a super fun time fixing it <laughs> so on that so let's talk about an example so let's say i'm doing my quickbooks and i downloaded my you know my transactions from my bank are all there i've reconciled everything And I wasn't sure where to put something. So maybe I bought something from Amazon. It went out of my business bank account. So like it came into QuickBooks from my business bank account, my checking account. And I didn't know what it was. So I put it to, um, I don't know, ask my accountant. We see that a lot. Well, then I asked my accountant. (laughs) And my accountant said, oh, that should go to, I don't know, whatever, office supplies. So I go into that transaction and I move it from... Not the bank. I move it from ask my accountant, which is like probably an expense account, Mm -hmm. to another expense account, which is office supplies, which is where it's supposed to go. I didn't touch the number. I only changed and I didn't touch the bank it came from. I only touched where I told it to go in my financial reports. Will that be a problem? No,
1: that's okay to do.
0: Now what if I change the number and I say, I didn't touch any, it was in office supplies to begin with, but I said, oh yeah, well I handed the cashier, I paid 20 bucks in cash and then I swiped my card. So I changed that number because my bank account wouldn't have had that extra 20 bucks, but I know I handed them that. So I increase it by $20, is that that going to?
1: Yes it is, it is going to make your beginning balance off because the charge at the bank was only the $20 less. Mm-hmm.
0: You'll have to account for that differently. Yes. <laughs> so, Okay, so we are officially on to number five. So we've so far got, make number one was to make sure that you enter your information regularly. Number two was misusing undeposited funds. Number three was never reconciling your bank accounts. Number four was deleting transactions that were reconciled. And number five, Lisa's final t- uh, tax tip, her final QuickBooks tip that we see error that we see that we fix all the time is feeling overwhelmed and not reaching out until it's, I don't want to say too late, but until it's, it's very late. It's been months and months and months or even years.
1: Absolutely.
0: Don't, if you're feeling
1: overwhelmed, call us or call anybody, whoever can help you fix it. Call your lifeline. Call your lifeline. (laughs) Call a friend. (laughs) a a friend because it's so much easier to, to help you, and to get your QuickBooks current if it's a month or two months maybe. But when you start getting a year behind, none of us can remember that far back. I don't care how good we are. Um, Our minds just don't work that way. And then your your QuickBooks is not up to date and you can't make good business decisions that way.
0: The other piece of that, so if, if you have either an in-house somebody that does your accounting like your ongoing quickbooks for you and they're employed by you or you do it yourself so if you're in that spot in your business and you can manage that usually unless there's something funky going on for a month And that one month hits that something really weird happened. I don't know, you bought a car and you put five grand down and you didn't know how to treat it in your in your accounting. So you just like skipped it and then you kept skipping and now it's been a year and a half because you just you couldn't get past that one transaction. But all the other transactions you probably could have handled. If you'd have called, you know, done your phone a friend and called (laughs) your, your tax pro or us or whoever, somebody to help you with that one transaction, A, it probably would have been really cheap for us to fix it. And B, then you could have carried on going back to doing it yourself until you, you know, if that's where you're at. So it doesn't have to be this crazy expensive endeavor to help get it fixed, but a lot of people think it is. But by the time you're a year behind, I mean, obviously now we can still fix that one problem, but now you're too busy to spend three days doing just QuickBooks, because then you can't run your business. So you typically just say, well, can you just fix it all? And how much is that gonna cost? And obviously it's gonna be a lot more. So reaching out when you hit that sticking point to see if it's something that's a quick, easy fix, not only can help you stay current so that you can use your financials going forward to run your business, but cost-effective purposes, it's gonna be the the cheapest way to get it fixed anyways, because then you can carry on with whatever it is you've been doing that's hopefully working.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, all right, guys. Well, that was our, our final, our fifth tip for the things that Lisa fixes or, consults with people all the time on for QuickBooks. If you have questions on any of these things, you don't even understand what she's talking about and you're like, yep, that's me, I need help, and you don't have a tax pro or an accountant or a bookkeeper that you are currently working with, she would love to assist you with it. She is an amazing QuickBooks guru. She is fantastic, and she would love to help you to get you on the right path. So please, please, please reach out with your questions. Thank you so much for listening in today. Lisa, thank you for joining us again. Thank you for having me, Andrea. And enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Thank you. Have a great day. I'm Janet Noak. And I'm Andrea Dillon. We are a mother-daughter CPA firm serving the United States business community with tax preparation services, tax planning, tax resolution, assurance and audits, and CFO outsourcing and consulting. Thank you for
1: listening to the WOW podcast, Words of Wealth from CPAs of Florida. Learn more at CPAsofflorida.com or call us at 239-936-6144.